And welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 93. I'm your host, Carmen Schuster, and with me is... James Seelig. Dude, it's Easter. Have you uh, have you hunted down any rabbits today? No, I went out for a breakfast burrito, though. Oh, dude, that's pretty Easter of you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's got eggs in it. Yeah, there you go. It's, uh, as long as you had some eggs, that's all that matters, really. Yeah. But uh, Eggs and steak. Oh, man. Dude, Seelito makes actually like a pretty good breakfast burrito. No, I want a breakfast burrito. Well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh wait is that the place i ate at last time yeah okay that's right you said there was some good breakfast stuff there cool yeah. don't worry guys you could all go to this place that we're not going to mention and and not tell you where it yeah. is <laughs> i mean if you're in san francisco i guess yeah but uh dude we've got so you know if you guys listened last week to episode 92 you may have noticed some slight differences like um I was voiced by quite a different man, and James was uh, three different people, so... Yeah, traveling through a black hole does some weird stuff to you. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, that was our April Fool's episode, where we crossed over yeah. with uh, Third Planet from the Black Hole and Apollo City Comics podcast, and you could actually find James and I on the uh, Apollo City episode, where we talked about Godzilla Half-Century War. And uh, James was the new and improved brand, yeah. uh, Brandon Honky Dong, or, or as we, we like to call him, Brandon HD. <laughs> Dude, I had so much fun with that. I love how I fucked up like almost immediately where I was trying to be like, yeah, I'm Brandon Honky Dong. And I love Pacific Cooler Capri Sun. But I was just like, I love Capri Sun. Uh pacific cooler <laughs> i i love that these different episodes somehow all became like uh ads for drinks like yeah. on our yeah ours on apollo's we basically kept talking about capri sun on sutro they talked about koa energy that new <laughs> rock energy drink oh my god okay <laughs> and freaking um because you know it was both brandon's and danny and ryan on it um uh brandon blockstorff that actually has started doing our promotions now we made a we cut a little deal so he does that for us but uh he put he made, i was like oh well you guys did the episode you know you picked the pictures for, for the promo because you know i wasn't on it so you guys would know better than i would so what does he do half of the promo is just the rock holding koa energy and i'm just like you uh. son of a bitch <laughs> But it's pretty yeah, good. I think we all had like a lot of fun with the with like the April Fool's crossover stuff. Yeah, the Brandons and I were all on Third Planet. We all just said we were Danny, and <laughs> just started doing angry. We're just like I can't believe, <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah, my favorite part of our thing for uh, Apollo City was just like we chose a Godzilla comic, which we know the Brandons are not into. And we just kept making jokes about like, yeah, that that Cameron and Danny really there turns out they're right about Godzilla. We're totally wrong. We had no idea what we were talking about. I don't. I'm I'm Brandon. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I loved getting it. I just I just started flexing all the time, and I was like doing reps with the. It's <laughs> so stupid. But all right, the reason I'm talking about this also is because you know they had our episode, so I gave them you know, all the news that we would have talked about that week. And instead they chose to talk about a Sims 4 update, which I, <laughs> I don't fucking and Modoc. Neither of us played the Sims. Yeah, they're like, oh, we also talked about Modoc because John Ham's in it. And I'm just like, what are you doing? But uh they 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 did one of the uh they did one topic 
that we were going to cover. So we were able to cross that off. But instead, so we have a lot of topics from last week along with this week. Actually, a, a crap. T- it's like, what, what do we say? Like 14 or something? There's like 14 things. Yeah. 16 if you count the intro and outro. We cut out, I want to say, four or five things uh, to make it shorter, of course. But also, we're trying to do a bit of restructuring. Uh, just so we don't go over in time, like we said before, you know, we've gone back and forth on these things. But what we're going to do now is do a time limit. So we're actually going to have a little timer to make sure we don't go overboard here. And I think we got 30 seconds left. So I'll, I'll finish with this yeah, intro. Just about. This is, of course, Sutra Sad Talk, where we talk about games, movies, and TV news uh, weekly on specific topics. And if we got time, which we probably will not today, uh, we will talk about what we've been playing and watching. <laughs> If only there wasn't two weeks worth of news. And with that said, we'll get right into it in these last two seconds of the first five minutes. <laughs> All right. So starting off Perfect here, timing. we're jumping right into the TV movie news. And we're starting off with Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which was announced as the full title. So this is the live action reboot. This isn't like the previous ones with Mila Jovovich. These are supposed to be the movies that stay much more in line with the games to the point where... Uh, the descriptions I found for this one is that it's set in 1998 and it's heavily influenced by the first two games. It's actually uh, pretty much supposed to be those first two games. Which it has me intrigued as like, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily a hardcore Resident Evil fan, but I love the first few games just because they're so cheesy and, and campy and not really intentionally so, but it's just interesting that they seem to be trying to make like a serious like live action resident evil movie after all these years and i know you love the mila jovovich movies but i i couldn't stand them because they have like almost nothing to do with the original movies other than just zombie designs are pretty similar and they're like throw liquors in there because that's that's unique to resident oh yeah that evil. was in the first one right but yeah yeah, they did, they did show up in the first, I think. Yeah, because there was at least one like that was like hits the dude and then he turns into Nemesis in the second one, right? Uh, Nemesis was his own, his own <laughs> yeah, super bro. complicated thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that they would try to make this movie a combination of one and two because they had very different storylines other than like maybe they could just have it be... Um, the like it starts in the mansion and then the the infection escapes and then the rest of the movie is in raccoon city but if they were going to combine a couple of the games they could have easily done two and three because those literally take place at the same time so what i think they're going to do is potentially two different perspectives because you have uh they did say they're going to have four all four of the main characters from those two games in it so uh the redfield twins uh they're twins right or are they just siblings siblings Siblings? okay yeah chris and claire along with uh Ada Wong is it or is it no no Jill Jill Valentine and uh Leon Kennedy so it's those four so you could do the whole you know split two and two for each area because it says like you know with both games they're going to cover the the film will cover the house or the mansion it'll cover the police station it'll cover the city itself so you're going to get all three settings uh in this film yeah so I'm excited. I mean, I I love Resident Evil. There's uh, some great set pieces to the first uh, two games that like if they could faithfully recreate them in the movie and even try to make it a little bit cheesy but uh, sort of serious like they try to in the games, I'm all for it. Yeah. And it's set in 1998, which is even like that's so that's fantastic. I think that's great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it also you know it's funny too 
is right when that happens, it is also getting delayed at the same, like, very soon at, I think it was like a week after. Yeah. They're just like, oh, by the way, this is delayed uh, as well. And uh, I'm trying to find, actually, I'm having to, like, switch through different things right now, but, uh, oh, yeah, two months is, I believe, the full delay. So uh, looking at it, it was supposed to be September 3rd of this year. It's now coming uh, September 24th, uh, November 24th, uh, of this year. So, yeah. So still, still this year. That's, that's kind of interesting. And it's, you know, it's coming soon. Not quite a Halloween movie. We'll though. probably get a trailer if it's coming this year, you know, we'll probably get a trailer sometime in the beginning of the summer. I'm assuming in the next three months yeah. we'll, we'll get something there. I think I'll, I'll probably get a lot more hyped once I actually see what it, it's going to look like. For sure. Uh, but moving on, uh, we're, we're getting more stuff from Netflix, of course, and this one is interesting because Berserker. So you probably don't know what Berserker is. It's a brand new comic. No, yeah, you had to explain this to me a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh basically Keanu Reeves is like, I want to, I want to make a comic book, and uh, that must, I guess that sounds more like Nicolas Cage. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, um, he made a comic book with Boom Studios called Berserker, and it's like the word Berserker without any vowels so it's just like i didn't even when you sent that to me i read that i was like the the what (laughs) and it's just it's it sounds like honestly i I haven't read i got the first issue i just said screw it because it looks like comic stores bought like hundreds of copies of this comic because there's so many different covers but uh luckily they apparently could return them too so that's why they probably bought a bunch if they don't sell enough but uh it it's one of those things where a creator will make a comic, but at the same time they make it in the idea that it's also going to come out as a film at the same time, or they're also pitching it as a film script at the same time. Cause that actually happens a lot where they're like, I'm writing this as if it's going to be a successful comic, but also a film. And that's what this one does. And you're getting besides this comic series that has just begun. Netflix made a deal with uh, pretty much with them to do a movie and anime series. And the movies can be live action, but the, you know, anime series, of course, is animated. And, dude, I think uh, it's going to be pretty interesting that they're already getting this much from it. Because I think the, the, the book itself is only supposed to run for like 12 issues. But they're getting out an entire show and movie for it that I don't know if they'll cover the same thing or if they're going to be different. But I don't know. I just find it's interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, not bad for a new property. Like, I literally had not even heard of it until you mentioned it. And yeah, and it's it's like it's a comic book that I didn't even know about beforehand. And the first time hearing about it is that it's getting a movie and a show. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise, you know, that's... uh... Honestly, not, not much else to say on that one. I feel like that one is a little bit shorter. Yeah. So we, we get a little bit of time back, right? <laughs> hold, hold two minutes, basically. Yay. Uh, so we're moving on, though. We're going to talk about some quick film delays. Uh, because, of course, what is a, po- a world of quarantine without film delays at this point in life, right? I think we're, right. We, we just kind of need that kind of thing. But <laughs> Life uh, gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that Uncharted movie we've been wanting that just keeps getting delayed and delayed. the one that we like didn't believe existed in for years and i still am not 100 sure it's gonna happen so you know they've been fil- i think they wrapped filming i'm pretty sure or they're close to i don't I have no idea anymore but they <laughs> i don't know 
uh we saw a photo once right uh yeah there's like one photo of tom holland uh tom holland and i was just like oh shit he actually looks like a date you know what's funny they showed all these photos and a week after he's like hey i'm filming spider-man 3 and i was so confused i'm like did they just do the promo shots and they're gonna film uncharted after spider-man is that what's happening i love he mentioned like he kept the nate hair because he's like i wanted to look smooth yeah but he's so he's the, the no he said the movie was supposed to come out uh february 11th of 2022 it has been delayed one whole week to february 18th 2022 so. yeah i never really understand delays like this or it's, it's like what what's one week gonna do maybe it helps ship the movie to theaters physically i don't know i'm not sure it's, super, it's so weird but oh well uh it's not it could be worse and yeah especially after everything else you know it's you know flashback to 2011 remember how fun that was when we were waiting for this movie we were like oh boy it's coming (laughs) 10 years ago 10 years seven directors Uh. multiple i don't even know anyway uh another movie delay mortal Kombat was delayed one whole week as well so it was gonna be you know april 16th of this year next this month uh it's now april 23rd and really you know huh. not much big stuff there honestly i mean it, it gives more time for godzilla versus kong to shine on hbo max because then you kind of get a a nice tra- uh, transition where they'll probably overlap on the same platform for like five days and then uh gvk will leave and you'll have mortal Kombat there but yeah. i will say dude i watched the trailer for that movie in imax with a couple people and we looked at each other and we're like you know there'd be a lot more people vaccinated by the time this comes out now so you know we should just get IMAX tickets for this too and just go watch it in IMAX. Yeah, maybe I'll like it. I don't know. I just wasn't super impressed by the first trailer just because I was like, ah, man, I don't know if they're trying too hard to make it look like a real Mortal Kombat movie because I felt the uh, fatalities were a little overboard, but that might have just been because they did like 10 in quick succession. Well, all I have to say to that is get over here, brother. And I just want to add in a Hulk Hogan there, you know, just uh, sorry. That's a remnant of being Brandon on Apollo. But yeah. yeah. And then the final set here is more Disney ones, which uh, this one is actually bigger. So going through it fast, Black Widow, you know, it's just to come out in... uh, didn't they wait was it did they give it a date it was supposed to be may it was supposed to be may 28th that's what it was supposed to be okay um, uh not sure it was may 28th and they've delayed it now to july 9th uh and it's gonna be a both theatrical and disney plus movie now yeah and this is big because they said they weren't shifting the date they said they will not do it it's gonna be may 9th and or may whatever the and fuck it will come to theaters yeah and it is <laughs> and it is still but now it's disney plus but also i'd rather go see it in the theater and risk it because for i don't sure. want to pay 30 dollars for the premier access because it's also yeah premier if access. i wasn't if i wasn't half vaccinated in like a week from my second my last uh shot i would probably be more inclined to pay the 30 bucks but i think by the time it comes out i'll probably be able to just actually see it in a theater which would be nice yeah Otherwise, uh, going through the last parts of this, there, there, that wasn't the only movie. So Shang-Chi was supposed to be in July this year. It's been delayed to September 3rd. And uh, we have Luca, the uh, Pixar movie, is just going like Soul straight to Disney Plus on June oh, 18th. Okay. Uh, and it, just like Soul, it is not premiere access. So we're getting access to a great movie and we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, Cruella, that... Uh, 
you know, 101 Dalmatians live action film mm-hmm. uh, is also, I think, actually, maybe, I, I'm pretty sure Black Widow is sometime in May, but whatever. Uh, this one is going to be May 28th, uh, both Premiere Access and Disney Plus, is, uh, Premiere Access and Theatrical. And then uh, last list of delays, Free Guy, that Ryan Reynolds one, I think. Is that Ryan Reynolds? Free Guy? Yeah, I forgot that that was a thing. Uh, went from May 21st, 2021 now to August 13th, 2021. The Kingsman, so that really cool World War One looking Kingsman movie. Oh my god, that's still out? Yep. Uh, went from August 20th, 2021 to December 22nd, 2021. And Death on the Nile, which I think is the uh, sequel to Murder on the Orient Express or whatever. Oh, uh, I think. Okay. Uh, has just been delayed from September 17th, 2021 to February 11th, 2022. So it was May 7th was the Black Widow date. So that's what it was. And then it went to now mm. July 9th. So, you know, like I'm still going to probably prefer watching it. Like I said, I mean, I'll be va- Everyone will be vaccinated by this. I'm just going to go to theaters. Yeah. To see that. But yeah, those are all the movie delays. And yeah, we're just I was trying to rush through that. Um, going through now. Uh, quick announcement here. This is pretty cool, James. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a live-action theatrical film, and yeah, uh, I didn't. And it's uh, the best part about this too is Chad Stolensky. Stolensky is a uh, directing. You may know him from uh, John Wick. Oh, interesting. Yeah, someone who has done revenge stories before. So I'm honestly really, you know, it's like one of those games that are so beautiful looking. You don't need a movie, just like Uncharted. You don't need a movie. Yeah. But I love that game so much now and had so much fun. I would love to watch it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'll I'll definitely want to see this movie. It's so we definitely, I don't remember if we guessed that this could have been one of the like dozens. The online. 10 projects in development or something from playstation, yeah, PlayStation productions because we tried to guess that a while ago and i don't even know if ghost of tsushima came up on my list because it was like so recent yeah i don't but think it did but it's definitely like a, a story that would lend itself well to a movie uh i don't know if they could do all the interesting side characters in in their individual stories or else it would be like a three-hour movie um but let's see what else uh, one. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think my only other concern that I share with a bunch of other people is that like one of the things that made Ghost of Tsushima so beautiful was that it they didn't try to make it look realistic in terms of environment. Like it, I mean, maybe there are parts of Japan that have like a million billion maple leaves just like flying all over the place, but like they definitely stylized Tsushima a little bit to make it more picturesque so that no matter where you looked, it looked like a painting. And that might be a little bit harder to, to do on, on film in a live action movie, but I'm not super like worried about it. Cause Japan is already a pretty beautiful place anyway. Yeah. And I, I will say too, the actor, the English actor, I, I honestly never heard him because I play the game in Japanese, but uh, Daisuke Suji, uh, he played Jin. He straight up said, uh, if he gets the, if they let him star in it, he'll show his ass for the, uh, yeah. the <laughs> for the hot spring scene. Of course, you got it. He's, he's like, I'll do butt nudity. I swear, just let me, uh, let me play Jin this movie. Which I'm like, yo, he looks like he he looks like him. It's per- he would work so well. Like he could do it. I I think he could. That'd be really awesome. For sure. But you know, we know now we've got 
either a Sly Cooper show or movie that has been in development hell and we haven't heard from since. We've got a right. Twisted Metal live action TV show. We've got a Ghost of Tsushima live action film. Uh, we have the Last of Us HBO series on HBO. Wait, I said that already. Yeah, Last of Us HBO live action series. <laughs> and then the Uncharted Sony movie. So, you know, we've got five different things potentially here coming from PlayStation properties right now. Yeah, and there's po- so potentially, you know, I guess that would mean there's like five other ones somewhere. Yeah. Unknown. Lost. Waiting to be discovered. Uh, Can't wait. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty dope. Moving on, though. So getting into news of uh, pure just like, why? Why, James? I ask you, why? George oh, gotta... Railroad Martin. Uh, like I said, the comedy button. Great, great show. <laughs> they, they're the ones that did that for Railroad. But I, I love saying it. Uh, George Railroad Martin has, has done it again. He, he loves just... He just loves, he loves to make us die inside every time. He has worked out a five-year contract with HBO to develop more original programming for the network and HBO Max. And the- like, I don't, I don't understand the key. There's only already like, what, two or three other Game of Thrones related shows in the works i don't know like what the fuck else could they possibly be working on that requires another five-year deal with railroad martin so i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be i don't know if it's gonna be um it sounds like he's gonna be connected to most they're making an elden ring show <laughs> fucking stop it's either gonna be most <laughs> if not all of the game of thrones shows that are in the works which you know we've said before six and not the one we wanted oh six wow. and not the one we wanted <laughs> I was a little short on that number then. Yeah, six shows. <laughs> uh, so you know he could have his hand in all of those. Not to mention potentially other. You know he has. He, you know, not gonna lie, he's done other books uh, with mm-hmm. other series. Like there's other things he's done. He could work on those too. Like his other works have become stuff. I think like one of his books became a thing on sci-fi. I think he's developing something for maybe Netflix or something. I'm not yeah. too sure, but like his his works are definitely becoming all like they're all getting picked up. And, uh, you know, that's five years of him working on stuff. And that's all, you know, TV show related, like, you know, HBO related and stuff. Not to mention, like I said, he, I think he's working on stuff with Peacock, with uh, Netflix and others as well. So all of his books are becoming properties. And James, uh, where does Winds of Winter fit into this exactly? Uh, does do you, do you see an outcome for this? Not to mention, even even if he finished it, uh, then what happens to the seventh book, <laughs> Dreams of Spring? Right. <laughs> yeah, I I'm just gonna hold out hope that eventually he'll sit down and fi- find the time to fi- finish those books. What if Maybe we someday? What if we got his DNA and made a Mecca Martin? Uh, Mecca, Mecca Railroad Martin, and he could finish the book. And just make like a Game of Thrones machine. Yeah, just a Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we we've created a giant Titan-sized George R. R. Martin to write this novel. Uh, we hope it works out. Uh, I'm thinking of like the butter machine from. Uh, oh, I know. We were uh, thinking Rick of two completely. I know. We were, I just wanted to say that. It was just like, what is what my is purpose? my purpose? <laughs> you pass the butter. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> what is my purpose you write books that i want to read oh god (laughs) dude just give me the book 
It was a book. But, you know, James, yeah. it, that just means, you know, that's five years worth of shows I'm not going to watch until I get that book. Right. I'm sticking true to that, man. I'm sticking to my guns there. But all right. One day. One day. One day. But enough of that disgusting, disgusting news. <laughs> just give us what we want, man. I just, I've been a good boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of just insanity. San Diego Comic-Con is coming back this year in physical form, James. They they couldn't just settle with Comic-Con online that you'd normally do in, like, July. I, I think they are doing it still. But they said, you know, we're doing a special event. And we thought of the best weekend, James. The best weekend. Everyone's free. You can all come. No one's doing anything yeah. important. Thanksgiving weekend, November 26th through 28th. Maybe their reasoning was like, hey, people usually have time off on this time anyway. Not for anything important, though. (laughs) Hey, dude, I can finally see my family again. Hey, bro, you got to go work this Comic-Con, man. What? It's like, I want to go. I can see my family for the first time in a year. Or I can dress up as Wolverine. Dude, I... I'm just so I'm flabbergasted. I'm I'm absolutely. I, I mean, I get it. I I get they said everyone's off so they could come, but yeah, that's just insanity. It's just like of all the, it's it's very tone deaf to just being in quarantine and not being able to be around people you care about. Yeah, like I get it. They want things to go back to normal just as as much as everyone else does, and I I think their statement also mentions something like they they just want to be able to pay the people that normally work Comic-Con every year because they haven't had the ability to uh, rely on that money uh, for that work uh, like last year. But yeah, I don't know if this is the way to do it. Yeah. And I I don't want to speak for the people that work, you know, at those events, who knows what they actually, maybe they do want to, maybe they don't, I'm not sure, but I'm just, at least as someone that would want to attend, I'm just like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to this. Like, I'm not going to do that. And I because I went to the yeah. last one. I went to the one that happened before everything went to shit. Like I went in 2019, and then you know 2020 happened, and we didn't get one. Yeah. But I don't. I, I won't attend this one just because. Yeah, I'd rather see my family and like do that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing else to say that you know it's just <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy. Just weird choice. Yeah. Uh, but moving on to some Star Wars, dude. We got to see a new trailer for Star Wars The Bad Batch, which, of course, you know, is coming out Disney Plus May 4th, of course. So, you know, perfect oh, date here. Yeah. Uh, How could I forget? They they do a good, uh, like, hey, check out all the characters you're going to be covering in case you haven't watched Clone Wars. Here's all their names. And, they you know, they run through all the different ones. Hunter, uh, who's like that dude that's like, uh, he straight up looks like he's out of a Predator movie. He looks like an action yeah. hero. Uh, you got, um, is it Brick? I think. I don't remember any of them. He's like the big heavy. Except for Echo. Yeah, you got Echo, of course, the arc trooper. You got Brick, who's like the the big heavy guy. I'm pretty sure there's a dude named Tekker. He's like the tech guy. I already forgot if it's actually Tekker. Yeah. Uh, And then you have Crosshair, I believe, is the sharpshooter. Yeah. So he's just like an expert sniper. But you're seeing, dude, it really kind of showed us what they're doing. Like you have, they show Tarkin in it. And Mm. he's like, oh, you're the bad batch. Uh, You'll be, you know, the, the thing they lack is discipline, but they could get the job done. Right. And you, you, it looks like, honestly, the beginning of the show is going to be them just like doing missions and working for the Republic. And then it's going to completely shift 
to them going rogue during Order 66 and the start of the Galactic Empire. And you're going to see them change. Mm-hmm. And you see a glimpse of them with Rex at one point. And you know that's post, uh, that's post-Clone Wars. You know that's happening after. Uh, so you, that's yeah. when he already left and he has the chip out. And big question here, because you know about the chips, the enhancement chips that are in yeah, the clones. Yeah. Do they have them if they're defects? That's a good question. I would assume they would. But like, yeah, maybe the exact um, enhancements that they had to or that they wanted to give to these uh, soldiers, because like they're all have they all have unique mutations to make them useful for the team. Yeah, maybe that just made it so that those chips didn't work right. And they were just like, well, whatever. It's one team, one squad. What what would it matter if they don't have the chips? Yeah. And, you know, we're going to get to see them on the run, I think. Is that a little... I can't... I don't I don't know what the kid is. Uh, I assume, is that a clone? Like a young clone uh, or something? I don't like know. Camino? I actually didn't watch this trailer. Oh, you didn't watch it? Oh, I can't believe you. No, I, I forgot to do that. Oh, well, they, they show a kid. Like, they basically have a kid with them at a certain point. Uh, I don't know how far in, but I'm pretty sure they're on Camino when it happens. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm very... Okay. so... Hmm? Could be a clone kid. Yeah, so I'm very... I'm just I'm really curious as to what's going to happen here and just how things are going to play out for it because uh this is probably the I know that you know we're getting all these live action movies coming and other things but out of all the Star Wars stuff this is probably what I'm looking forward to the most besides you know Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. I I am also now that I've watched Clone Wars and well maybe not so much Rebels because it uh, they didn't show up in Rebels but rex did though yeah uh i am much more interested in seeing what the bad batch is going to be doing post 66 uh, order 66 and to see how they uh interact with rex and hopefully it looks like honestly the animation is like clone wars and not rebels so that you can see there's a lot more quality put into it so that's really exciting yeah yeah uh moving on this is interesting netflix purchased the sequels to knives out for (laughs) Like a shit ton of money. Four hundred and fifty million dollars. So you know, of course, we have. I think Daniel put that into context for me that like the first movie alone didn't even cost like fifty million dollars to make. Right. Like I. Ryan Johnson got some money, right? I think he got some money, man. Uh, Yeah, probably. Uh, but media rights capital. I don't know what that is. That that's that's what they got it from, and uh. It's interesting because, you know, you have Ryan Johnson, the director of Knives Out. Mm-hmm. He, of course, did Looper and um, The Last Jedi. It was a lot. Of, yeah, it was The Last Jedi. And, you know, Last Jedi was the only movie I didn't like of his, honestly. Like, it was straight up like, it was just yeah. like, oh, God, I hate this. And then you get these movies and you're like, these are all still great. Like, I like Looper and Knives Out is honestly my favorite film of his. Easily. Yeah, Knives Out was probably my favorite, one of my favorite, e- easily one of my favorite movies of that year. Yeah, and it's a... It's a classic who done it's like clue practically mm-hmm. like it's just who did the who did the I think the but like who killed the guy and it was done very well and you have Daniel Craig talking like freaking the colonel Leghorn, Leghorn. I'll say I say I say now and it's it, it's great hearing James Bond just talking like some <laughs> some random southern dude it's so yeah so it was good. a little jarring uh and uh, apparently, like he's supposed to come back as uh, Benoit Blanc, who's like the detective in it, and he'll be—he's like the protagonist of all these movies. Apparently, like you know, it's like all these stories, and he's kind of right, like right. the guy going through it all. 
and we know there's two and three and basically they purchased those movies and ryan johnson's going to direct them but though but it's going to be weird because i did we see that in theaters together i know i watched in theaters for sure i just don't know who i watched it with i don't remember i think i saw it with my family okay maybe i I saw with brandon then if i if i saw i know it's on theaters for sure though but that just means that it's just gonna be weird because you know I, I was excited to see the next one in theaters, but now we're limited to Netflix. But it's like yeah, we get to see it on thing. Netflix though, I guess. Yeah, I, I saw that Netflix bought it, and, and I assumed that that was just because they wanted to put it on Netflix day and date with theaters or whatever. I didn't think that it was literally gonna be like these are now Netflix movies. Yeah, and what's interesting too is you know Netflix is they just basically stole from the theaters, and it's helping them yeah, against basically. you know you you have these other streaming platforms there's even more streaming platforms than before now like they're just still there hasn't been the elimination yet like yeah cbs all access is kind of gone because it's turned into paramount plus because paramount plus is even more powerful oh, God. which you know yeah it wasn't appealing and then you find out there's an avatar studio and then all of a sudden it became very very important not to mention all the nickelodeon stuff you're like whoa this is actually kind of cool but i i i'm just like all right I wanted to see in theaters, but you know what? It's okay, I guess, because we get to watch it yeah. there. In the long run, I'm just happy that they're still making sequels and that I'm I'm definitely excited to watch them because I love the first one. I'll just say, even though it's going to Netflix, look how much they spent on it. So imagine how much they're going to put it, into the movie um, yeah. itself to make it like quality where you're like, you need Netflix for this movie. But yeah, that's uh, Knives Out, and that's pretty much majority of all the tv movie news uh but now we're getting into the big kind of big bread basket here that may take longer than our well, everything else is taken uh we're gonna try to do our best with it but of course james we love talking about dc <laughs> and there's an eight minute timer for that one <laughs> yeah uh, maybe 10 i don't even know like 10 i feel like i'll, I'll, I'll set it to 10 just to, just for to be sure <laughs> just to be sure yeah because we got there's a bunch of different things here. So, of course, there's a bunch of DC news here, and we're going to go through it, starting now with Zatanna. So, there is potentially, uh, this is from Variety, by the way, this is an article. Uh, it, Zatanna is getting a film from the writer of Promising Young Woman, which I don't really know anything about, but her name oh, is ring a bell. Emerald oh. Fennell. I uh, will be writing the script and it's going to be from bad robot productions. So this looks like it's coming in line with that whole like new JJ Abrams branch of the DCEU or something that's similar to that, where we're getting justice league dark. We're getting Constantine now from him and now we're getting Zatanna. So each of these characters, you know, it seems like he's doing now the biggest of those magic characters are getting their own yeah. uh, pieces. And then, of course, you know, we're going to have that big old team up with them. Uh, but, you know, it's all the magic stuff. And I'm curious as to I guess I'm more curious as to how everything's going to fit together. Yeah, I'm definitely at least a little bit excited for there being a potential as a Tana movie, because like. I don't know. I just think she's such an interesting character that I, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about other than she is like one of the few powerful magic users in the DC universe. Uh, and I just like, I don't know. I'd like to see more about her. Yeah, definitely. 
but we'll we'll see you know because you know dc loves to announce and cancel movies all at the same time it's uh-huh. very confusing <laughs> they will we'll be getting to that cancel part later don't worry uh but you know there's uh, a lot a lot more where they, that came from so uh other movies of course shazam 2 got some casting here and this is big helen mirren is joining the cast which helen mirren is like yeah you know she's in every movie that's i don't, I don't know every any movie you think of that has not necessarily elderly but you know like a, a, a mid midlife woman uh it's usually got her in it and i think i said helen mirren should be granny goodness i think that's what i said before i I said she would make a fantastic granny goodness it would be ridiculous but uh she's been cast as hespera in the second shazam movie uh fury of the gods and uh will join uh so she's gonna join i didn't even know that she was in it but rachel zegler is gonna be in it uh, and both of them will be sisters who, quote on here from Hollywood Reporter, both may, may or may not be of ill intent. And mm. I, th- it's interesting because, you know, how many villains are going to be in this movie? Because we already knew Mr. Mind was going to be in it, that little caterpillar worm guy, and he was going to team up with Dr. Yeah. Savannah. I don't know if we'll get Black Adam in it at all. But, like, um, there's, you know, Hespera. I don't honestly know... Yeah, I don't know much about that character. Anything at all. about her, but I'll, I'm just gonna Google it real fast. Um, so, checking here, Hespera is ill-intended daughter of Atlas. What? Maybe that what, might be the. Oh, so she's time? like a Greek god. She's like a Greek demigod huh. or a Greek god. It sounds okay. like so. They might bring in like some Greek stuff there. It sounds like, um, honestly, like that's like some outlying Greek mythology that I have no knowledge of. But that's interesting. But I guess we'll we'll see yeah, what happens there. I didn't there. know that Alice had a daughter. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, but we'll see. We'll you know we'll see what comes of that, um, and we'll find out more casting as you know things move on because you know Shazam two. I don't think. Let me double check and see if they have a date yet for that. Um, yeah, I mean, we all we know is it was coming in 2022, but with like you know the delays of Black Adam and the Batman, you can't have those join with Aquaman two, Shazam two, and the Flash five films in a year. Like you're gonna see something get pushed back, and potentially that could be one of those. I would assume. Mm, yeah. But uh, moving on uh, to the Flash movie that is coming in 2022. Uh, we don't know for sure if Michael Keaton's actually going to join it because of like COVID still. Uh, if it's not wow. safe enough, he may not do it. And this is a quote from him. Uh, I am needing a minute to think about it because I'm for- so fortunate and blessed. I got so much going on now. I'm really into work right now. I don't know why, but I am. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, to tell you the truth, somewhere on my iPad is an iteration of the whole Flash thing that I haven't ha- haven't had time yet. I called them and said, I have to be honest with you. I can't look at anything right now. I'm so deep into this thing I'm doing. Also, I'm prepping at a thing I'm producing and getting ready to do down the road in the fall that I'll be in. And I feel responsible to that. So, yeah, there is that. I'm not being cute or coy. If I talked about it, it'll, it'll I'll be just bullshitting you. Uh, I don't really know. I have to look at the last draft. So he doesn't even... <laughs> He doesn't even know <laughs> okay. if he's going to be in it. Uh, so okay. <laughs> that's um, 
interesting. Uh, right? That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's a little bit disappointing just because like that was the one thing that they showed at Fandom about the Flash movie that made everyone lose their mind was the potential for Michael Keaton to come back as like old man Wayne or not old man Wayne, but like Thomas Wayne Batman in Flashpoint. But if if it doesn't happen, then they I don't know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, I guess, see what happens with that there. But otherwise, um, they've been showing, they did show like a cool little photo for the Flash cast, uh, if we saw correctly. And in it, you know, we already know that Supergirl is going to be in it. We know Batman's going to be in it. And we're going to get, so this is the new casting I think that we've gotten really is uh, Maribel Verdu. Uh, she's going to be playing Barry's mother, Nora, uh, mm, Alan. So okay. we may get some flashbacks of, you know, like how she dies and stuff. And then um, this has been interesting. They recast Henry Allen. So, you know, before we had okay. uh, uh, Billy Crudup, who played him in Justice League, who also plays, you know, Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen and stuff. He, uh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're so familiar. Ron Livingston will be playing his dad now, which you may know Ron Livingston from Band of Brothers or Office Space. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, that that's interesting there, but that that was done. And really, it's just really his parents, I think, that we got that was like the new casting um, so far. And it, it's just interesting seeing that he got recast uh, specifically. I, I just thought that was something that, I don't know. I guess I didn't expect it after just getting Zack Snyder's Justice League and they're like, hey, it's someone else now. Yeah. Eh, okay, then. Yeah. Um, moving on, though, to the rest of everything else, dude. Uh, Black Adam. So we got some cool stuff here. First off, casting for, you know, we knew the JSA was coming in and we knew um, Dr. Manhattan was going to be in here. And not Dr. Manhattan, uh, Dr. Fate. Pierce Brosnan yeah. will be... Dude, once Dr. again, Fate. perfect casting. It did, like, I can't think of anyone else who would be like more perfect for Dr. Fate. Granted, he wears like a big ass helmet, like, or whatever, but at least the voice of uh show of uh, Dr. Fate. Also known as uh, yeah. Kent Nelson under the under the um Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but like Pierce Brosnan, perfect casting again. And dude, it's gonna be honestly, this gonna be really cool. I, I love that it's pure. Like, I never expected to see Pierce Brosnan in the DCU. It's just actually really exciting yeah. to hear that. I was like, "What? That's that's just so freaking cool." I, I love that they that they did that. It's just so unexpected, and it's just really, it's really awesome. Honestly, uh, another thing though is The Rock released a cool, like another. Not, I guess not animated. It's like that cool... I don't know. How would you describe it, right? Um, there was like a mini trailer thing where it was like the last one he did where it's like kind of draw. It's like animated, but it's like telling the story of like... I, I know that there was like a... The date for uh, Black Adam was re- revealed. I didn't realize they did anything for it though. Yeah, they gave it a date of July 29th, 2022. So it's coming in the summer. And that's pretty freaking big, man. Like, uh, 
we know now for sure that one's coming next year and we know now when it's coming i forget now when the batman's coming because i think i don't know if it's coming now before or after that but you know they they just it's gonna be interesting watching which which by the way the batman is gonna be for some reason on earth too i mean it makes sense like at least it it? it, it clears up that they they're saying hey it's not in the dceu like it's a separate earth so you don't have to worry about it being like but what about ben affleck and it's like well you see this is why um because what if they start giving earth names for like all the different movies so you know which one's which so it's not as confusing i guess but I feel like we're going to get bit over the timer here because there's still two more big yeah, pieces. Yeah, it, it just ran out. <laughs> All right. Uh, put a, just That's fine. Put on another. Just leave it Leave it blank for now. Screw it. It's fine. Uh, just for these, these two. But the Suicide Squad trailers. We got two of them. We got a red band and a green band trailer. I liked them. I'm actually interested. Dude, I... Starro confirmed. Starro is going to be in it as like one of the villains besides like the country itself um yeah. so that's really i don't cool. know why i like it so much that the one guy who's like watching everything on the camera is just like holy shit we got a kaiju and just like yeah you know what if we didn't know what the fuck a starro is we probably would just be like holy shit it's a giant monster that's a kaiju yeah and it's dude it's just so <laughs> exciting he looks like he just straight up looks like starro it's perfect it's actually starro uh, it's a giant starfish with a big eye and you, you get like all right, so what I'm getting from this is it looks like there's two separate teams uh, for the Suicide Squad. Possibly. You have, like, the main the team we've been getting a lot in the trailers is, of course, Holly Quinn. Um, Dude, I love that they set up, like, this long-ass, like, thing to save Harley Quinn, and then she just shows up. She's all, like, bloodied and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, uh, we, we were here to save you. She's all, like, choked up. It's like, you were going to save me? It's like, yeah, it was actually a really good plan. Well, I could go back inside. You could do it. Yeah. I was just like, man, that shit's fucking funny. Yeah, I actually like that. It's so good. But yeah, you got her. You got Bloodsport played by Idris Elba. You got Peacemaker played by John Cena. Uh, you got, um, what's his face? Uh, shit, what's it? Dude, he got, John Cena got me with like the beach full of dicks. Oh my God, that was so good. But yeah, him. It's like, why would a madman cover a beach? Like, why would someone cover the beach in dicks? I don't know. Like, know what my madmen do what they do. <laughs> it's so, so stupid. Uh, yeah, you got those Rick Flag, you got Rat Catcher Two, you've got uh, Polka Dot Man, and King Shark, played by fucking Sylvester Stallone. Nom nom. <laughs> oh my god, that's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, dude. So you have oh, them, oh. and then you have like the other team that I honestly can't remember all their names to be honest. But you got like Nathan Fillion, you got um that dude, one comedian dude that's someone. You got uh Captain Boomerang. You got um. Mongal, yeah, Mongal is in there. Mongal Weasel, there's just like a random alien, and I think Savant played by Michael Rooker. So yeah. you have this other team. It feels like, and I, you know, one part of me feels like that second team is gonna go in, and there's everyone's just gonna die, and they'll be like, "Well, we need the other yeah. team now." And I can see that. I, I would not be surprised, but I'd also be like, "Oh, damn! I really want to see like you know more both." But I, I see it is either, um, you're getting. The first team is there, like, getting Harley out of there, and it's just, like, a intro to the movie, if anything, where it's like, hey, this is the Suicide Squad, and then, like, the movie starts, and they get into the real mission that they're doing, but uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very curious if it's, like, these teams are going to be teams simultaneously, are they going to be meeting up, like, what's going to go on with them? I feel like, even though they show a lot in these trailers, I feel like they're hiding a lot. I feel like they're not showing a lot that's actually going to show up in this. Yeah. There's like a bunch of characters. Like we we've seen Mongoose in the movie, but we didn't see him like outside the cell though. Weasel, Weasel. That's oh, like Mongoose. 
<laughs> I thought you were saying Mongal wrong. I was like, who's Mongoose? Which, you know, that's played by, uh, that's, uh, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother that plays, uh, one of the Ravagers in uh, Guardians. That's, that's super funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> uh, but it, I, I just, I'm really excited. I think it's August 6th, right? Was it August 6th that comes out? Oh, uh, I forgot. I want to say it's August. It's either that or the 21st, but I'm pretty sure it's August 6th. Yeah. Cause it's a Friday. That makes the most sense. Um, but dude, I, I'm pretty sure we'll, you know, we'll probably get another trailer, um, around. I'm surprised we got two trailers so soon. What's I, I think cause they had to do a red band to get everyone excited for like the crazy shit. And then they do a green mm. band for those that, you know, more edited, more filtered. Yeah. And James Gunn for the kids. <laughs> he did specifically say, if I'm going to do a trailer, I want them to be completely different. I don't want them to have the same exact thing. So mm. that's why he did what he did. Uh, that's why we know what that madman does. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I feel like we'll get us like you know another trailer probably uh, closer to the release. So I'd say around June, July is probably when we'll get the second trailer. Uh, yeah, that way, I could keep see it that. spaced out and don't reveal. T- this is one of them where I'm like excited, but I also don't need to see too much now. Like I was happy to get the trailer, and I was like, wow, it's taking quite. I, I literally said the day before this dropped, oh, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a trailer yet because I think I was thinking of like the two year. Pre- uh, I was thinking of our two year preview kind of steel episode. And I'm like, I want to talk about Suicide Squad, but there's not much to talk about unless we get a trailer. Day after, trailer appears. And I'm like, perfect. Okay, yeah. excellent. But uh, yeah, that, that was really cool, which leads us to our last piece and saddest piece of DC News this week. And it comes just like, wh- why? Why would you... Why did you think this was cool? Why did? Why was this a good idea to you for this? But... Uh, from a Hollywood reporter that revealed this and, you know, people have pretty much confirmed it. Uh, two DC films that were in the works already are now being canceled or shelved, at least for now. Uh, one of which is the new gods film, the freaking new gods film. Uh, there was, which literally in our cut of steel episode, uh, El Paso Brandon was just like, I want a new gods movie cause it could be so cool. And it would explain so much shit in justice league that people don't understand. That's what I was saying. I was like, dude, it'll be a perfect prequel. Like you just go through everything about the new gods and it's going to be great. And I was saying like, well, at least we're getting this and it'll explain everything. And you know, you'll have more appreciation for the like, stuff. Two weeks later. Yeah, really actually like two weeks later. So Ava DuVernay, who was writing the script with Tom King and, uh, is also directing it you know, like their film is now shelved along with the trench, which was a Aquaman spinoff that was going to, you know, yeah. going to be fully horror and still directed by James Wan. And Peter Safran, I believe was a co-writer on it, I believe. And they just, they just like, we're not going to move forward with them any longer. Uh, so this is a quote from Warner brothers, apparently uh, as part of our DC slate, some legacy development titles, including new gods and the trench, will not be moving forward. And they said some, including, which means there's more than just those two, and maybe they're not announced, we don't know. Shit, right. Yeah. So it's not just those. Uh, we thank our partners, Ava DuVernay, Tom King, James Wan, and Peter Safran for their time and collaboration during this process and look forward to our continued partnership with them on other DC stories. Uh, the projects will remain in their skillful hands if they were to move forward in the future. And... Huh. Uh, you know the trick. So I, I guess they still want James Wan to do like Aquaman two, but they're just like, fuck off with that like side story shit. We don't need it. 
I Same guess. with that. And Ava DuVernay is also working on the Naomi show for, uh, I think, CW or um, HBO Max. Mm. And, you know, that's yeah. the new character that Bendis created. So that's actually going to be really big, most likely. And, they, you know, we talked about the casting for that already, I believe. But, you know, like this is, and, you know, Tom King writes all the comics. He just uh, is finishing up you know, the Doctor Strange. He's got freaking Adam Strange and Batman. And soon he's going to do Supergirl. But, like, it's what the fuck like what the fuck okay i was all i wanted i got my snyder cut and i'm very happy about that and i was saying you know we could do restore the snyderverse and we could get these two new movies and you know the third one will have dark side and shit and all the you know apocalypse stuff but you know we're not going to get the depth that we're going to want from them and all the new god stuff yeah. so i'm like you know we're going to get this new gods movie to explain that so they'll come in hand in hand complementing each other because you'll get one will have like the full focus on it and the other will have the focus on the event itself and it makes sense instead they're probably going i don't know what they're going because it's like what are you doing is this like you saw that the Snyder Cut worked, so you're going to do Justice League 2 and 3, so you went, we don't need this anymore, when it's like, no, that, you don't, they work well together, you don't do, yeah, you don't need one or the that, other, you can do that was the both. Most com- that was the most confusing thing, was that, like, supposedly the reason why they cut the uh, the New Gods movie was because Darkseid showed up in the Snyder Cut movie, and they were like, we don't want to do another uh, Darkseid story so soon, but the Snyder Cut isn't canon anymore, so... I- i'm really confused yeah and it it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense uh and you know i wanted the you know the trench are of course those like deep sea horror amphibious creatures that was one of the most interesting parts of aquaman i mean i really like that whole movie but like the that scene where they go to the the marianas trench and they see those like like monstrous uh atlantean creatures like that was terrifying yeah and it's like they're they're basically they're saying that the trench uh the aquaman sequel is enough because the trench isn't necessarily even related to those movies it's kind of like its own thing which is why they don't think they need it um but at the same time it's also saying like it was also considered a possibility for streaming but is more of a standalone story rather than having a strong tie-in so it's like that kind of thing um there's a tweet that DeVernay put out. Uh, Tom, I loved writing New Gods with you. I'm upset that the saga of Barda, Scott, Granny, Highfather, and the Furies ends this way. Diving into Kirby's fourth world was the adventure of a lifetime that couldn't be taken away. Thank you for your friendship. And remember, Dark Side is. It's like, <laughs> dude, we were going to get the New Gods story. It would have focused on Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, along with Big Barda. You would get the Furies. You would get Granny Goodness. You would get Highfather. You'd get Orion. You'd get Dark Side. You'd get all of them. It was going to be everything and we're it's just like i don't know man i'm just so at least we have marvel's eternals God, no fucking... <laughs> yeah but no one cares about them man <laughs> the movie will be cool but it's like i don't i'm not invested in these characters and anything other than these films yeah. uh, and that's what kills me oh my god and it's oh god and it's like we'll, we'll see <laughs> I love the Discord chat when that news came out. Was everyone was like, "This has to be an April Fool's joke, right?" Fuck DC, God damn it. <laughs> so we're gonna, like I said, this is gonna be big because we're gonna go through when we do the cut of steel. Where are they now? Episodes where we're gonna go through every single freaking announced yeah. thing and say what happened to them because it's gonna be a whole 
fucking you're gonna see Add a couple more how much fire, dc yes yeah. but you're gonna see how much dc is announced and how much they've actually put out and how much is still in development hell it's gonna be all of that but all right all right it's enough of that let's move on bring back the timer james <laughs> yeah it's like 11 and a half minutes off. <laughs> all right added sorry talked about that for like 20 minutes we <laughs> no, knew it was okay. gonna happen there's a shit ton of news though <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, going to now, we're going to jump into uh, gaming news, of course, guys. Uh, and what better topic that we, you know, what do we love talking about, James? I th- GameStop, right? We love we love talking about GameStop. Uh, yeah. So we knew like a year ago, Reggie joined their board of directors. And it's like, you know, he he seems like someone who could potentially turn turn around. He's like, yeah. you know, if he, he's the last hope they probably have it's like if they don't if if they got reggie and then they lose reggie like yeah what future they is were, there it's like in a time where they were trying to figure out how to restructure their company so that they could not be just like hemorrhaging money with people just not wanting i, I shouldn't say that no one wants to buy physical games in stores anymore but it's just like it's becoming more and more popular to just download your games digitally where you can uh so gamestop has had trouble for years and so it was interesting to see that like oh reggie fils he really knows the at least the american game market because he was the head of nintendo america and yeah like maybe if anyone can help gamestop out of the hole that they're in maybe reggie could do it apparently reggie doesn't want to anymore (laughs) so he's not the only one really Uh, so this is interesting um, from their announcement, uh, for the GameStop annual meeting. So this is GameStop's 2021 annual meeting. Uh, eight, including Reggie, are going to be retiring from the board. Oh, wow. And eight? Yes. Oh. The remaining board members will largely, uh, be made up of people new to the board, with many of the company's more established directors leaving along with Fiz- uh, Ime. So... I think this is part of uh, a whole story of these guys that actually cared about GameStop and they joined the, they were like small fries in the stocks and they basically teamed up and started like buying up a bunch to where they had a say in how things went. And they were like, y'all are screwing up. We need to take over and stuff. And I think this is, this might be part of that. And unfortunately Reggie might've just been part of that old guard of people, even though he just joined. Um, I'm not too sure. So at the same time, it's it's not it's disheartening to know Reggie's leaving of all people just because you know how much he did good for Nintendo. Yeah. But if this new board is the board I'm thinking it might be of the people that have been like your GameStop, your ways have not been working. Everything you're doing has not been working. You haven't been listening to us, so now we're doing a not. I guess technically it's I don't know if it's a hostile takeover, but it's like you know one of those like takeovers where they just get enough uh, stocks behind them where they have more power to speak you know that's a hostile takeover okay, uh, yeah. to an extent like it, it's when the majority shareholders force out the people who like or band together to force out other people because it's literally just well we have a majority you can't do anything about it okay yeah so then yeah pretty much like i think that's really what's been happening here and i think that's what kind of shifted all this stuff and like it's just it's let's just see what happens more i guess like it's yeah i haven't really heard anything else from gamestop if they're doing well or not but i guess we'll see yeah now this last uh year pandemic has been not good for them so i don't envy their position if i'm gonna be honest 
So, last uh, another piece of news. Uh, this is the last one from last week. Uh, this is from an IGN article by Jordan Alamon. But uh, Call of Duty, uh, you know, we obviously Call of Duty's annual. We get one every year. For sure. And we got Sledgehammers was World War II. We got uh, Black Ops 4, which was Treyarch. We got Infinity Awards, which was Modern Warfare. And then there was a weird switch up where it was supposed to be Sledgehammer for uh, or Sledgehammer and Raven, Raven for last year. But instead it was Raven and Treyarch doing Black Ops Cold War. So Sledgehammer is returning, potentially, and their 2021 title will be again set in World War II and be called Vanguard. And yeah. the sources here come from Eurogamer and Modern Warzone, in which, uh, you know, Sledgehammer is back and they're in charge again of a game. And so this is, uh, they plan to stick with the Vanguard title, but... There is so this is a claim from Modern Warzone that Eurogamer so Modern Warzone said yeah there's a title coming in 2021 called Vanguard it's set in World War II and Eurogamer I guess corroborated that and said yes that is correct uh, but then disagreed at this part that uh, Modern Warzone says takes place in an alternate timeline where 1945 wasn't the end of World War II instead uh, yeah so that's where they differ and we don't know if that it sounds like you know World War II Vanguard. 2021 is for sure this is the maybe maybe not because they're now contradicting they're conflicting with each other on this you know i'm not i i was initially not interested in another world war ii shooter by sledgehammer because like we literally talked about it in i guess episode 91 where it was the backlog special uh oh it was the backlog yeah that we just came out Uh, with like last week or yeah neither of us were super like impressed with the tone or the direction of the story but like I personally really like alternate history things. I think that's why I, I really liked resist the resistance series or especially the first one. Cause it, it really tried to feel like it was a world war one, world war two game set in world war two, just versus aliens yeah. instead of the Nazis. So if they do another, like, like a man in the high castle type storyline where it's like, we didn't actually finish the war in 45 and it kept going. Like I'd be actually interested to see what they think they could do with that, a story like that. Yeah. And it's, I'm very curious what it would be like. Cause it's like, you know, usually when they say the war continues is usually means like Nazi Germany won or something. And we've seen yeah. like, you know, we have in media, we have man in the high castle doing that. We have, you know, a failed game that came out a long time ago, PS3, Xbox 360 time, uh, Turning Point Fall of Liberty, I think did that too, mm, yeah. where it's like the invasion of America and you're playing as like some New Yorker dude and you're like, oh shit, um, <laughs> Nazis. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Wolfenstein. Yeah, dude, Wolfenstein does it so well. So if you're dipping into that area, you have to make sure you're going into somewhere that it's like you are taking a fresh standpoint at it. You, you have to see if that's going to work or if it's not, and this is false and it is world war two, you know, figure out what you want to be. Do you want to yeah. be something that you were trying to do in world war two, but you were, you weren't doing it correctly. Or do you want to do more of the classic style? There's so much to do, but also if you're going to do something world war two, then please make it something that we haven't seen before. Try to try to do yeah. somewhere like focus on a specific theater, like North Africa, Italy, something like that. Yeah, that would actually be really interesting. But we'll see. 
Uh, I guess we'll find out when they officially announce. I'm assuming it'll we'll find out in like June or something, but we'll see. Yeah, it's got to happen sooner than later. But uh, moving forward into uh, we got three last pieces left here, guys, and this is where it gets into the we're getting into the big stuff here. Um, Sony has uh, done something kind of crazy yeah <laughs> uh well not i guess not crazy but it's like well, no it's like it's, it's something that we could have seen coming from a while ago but it's like xbox is doing such a good job at trying to make sure that even if like you maybe can't go back on your original xbox and go to the xbox live store there and, and buy games there you could still play them on and buy them on the newer store and stuff like that yeah so they're not they don't necessarily disappear but yeah, like, I guess uh, continue. Sony is closing the PlayStation 3, PSP, and PlayStation Vita stores. I think the Vita one is the one that hurts the most. It does. And, you know, this this does a lot because, one, you are getting these three storefronts. You know, I, I know it's crazy, but there's probably still people with PS3 and PSP that are, like, utilizing oh, yeah. them. And, and, you know... Like- I get the PSP store being shut down because, like, how many people could possibly be, still be buying stuff on the PSP? Like, they're like PSP batteries don't even still work anymore. Mo- like most of them, because they they have a limited time uh, or lifetime. And in the PS3, you know that the PS4 is like almost ten years old at this point, or is it? I could be wrong on that. So like I don't know the like the PS3 I get it like how many people are still going back and playing they're or buying stuff on the PS3 but the Vita like there's literally still like game devs making games for Vita now yeah and you know one of those people is freaking Colin Moriarty and like you know working yep. um guess you can't get Habroxia two for too long <laughs> yeah it's it just came out. <laughs> yeah just... and that's the saddest thing is that like we we've also been hearing that sony didn't really give anyone a heads up Mm-mm. beforehand it's just like oh yeah sorry you're trying to make a vita version of this game that you're working on and it won't be you won't be able to finish it by what what is it july when, when the store closes yeah it's gonna be in july yeah like there the, i forget what dev, uh, dev it was that but like i I heard a story since this news came out that like they were working on a Vita version of their game, but they had to cancel it because they were like, yeah, we literally won't be able to finish all the work that it needs to be done by by July. So we're just not doing it anymore. Yeah. And it's a, okay. So here's the exact date, July 2nd for PlayStation three and PSP. It's gonna be August 27th for the Vita. Hmm. Okay. And looking at um, the PlayStation blog post, like it, it just it's like a fact thing. It's like uh, it, it just comes up as uh, um, important notices regarding PlayStation products and services. And it's like a, a thing you can open and look at the drop down where it talks about all of it. So, you know, the key thing, at least for us to know, is you can still download any of those yeah. from any of those it platforms. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like there is a download list just in the system menus that you can go to and so you don't necessarily need to go to the store to re-download the things you've already bought but it is just going to be a little bit more complicated i guess yeah and at least like you know if you're if there's something you're missing and you want it 
Yeah. Get it now. Yeah. Buy it now, and you can download it still. I don't think... If, if they took away your download list, that would actually be like, yo, get the pitchforks yeah. and torches. We're marching. We're going to burn everything down. <laughs> like, that would, For sure. Uh, that would be, like, insane. But it's just crazy because they're doing this without giving us the... Um, yeah. They're not giving I us mean, the... The transition they're not giving us the well now in return you're going to be getting this because the whole thing is with ps psp you have psp games with ps vita you have ps vita and psp games with ps3 you have playstation 3 and playstation 1 games and and uh the ps1 games are also on vita like i use my vita yeah. as a ps1 uh emulator for a long time so it's four and different generations of or four different platforms worth of games where it's like you know ps4 you have ps we right now have access to ps4 ps5 and certain ps2 titles and it's gonna be interesting seeing how like what's their answer gonna be are we right? getting PlayStation I mean, now? Are we getting PlayStation Plus for these games? What's going to happen exactly? Yeah, I guess. I guess if they put those things on PlayStation now, that could work. We're we getting backwards uh, compatibility. Yeah, like uh, it's just. I know this sounds silly because PlayStation One is like decades ago, but there are PlayStation One games that I still would want to go back and play every once in a while, like the Final Fantasy games. So it's just a little bit sad that you know a lot of like the mostly because you literally cannot buy those games and play them on your ps4 or your ps5 so those games are basically going to be lost to new generations of people who just literally will not have access to the older playstation one games because they're just not on the playstation store anymore yeah and i mean there's not much else to say i guess it's really just it's just disappointing it's it's disappointing uh if anything it makes me want to get through more of my it, it just makes me feel like okay i still have my backlog on vita and there's some things i'm missing i'm gonna get those i'm gonna play them and it feels like there's gonna be an official point now where i just put this down and if i'm doing something portable it's probably just gonna be on my switch yeah and it's just also like we're waiting we're still waiting are we gonna get that backwards compatibility are we gonna get like at least like hey playstation plus you can get these playstation one classics soon or ps2 classics soon or like you know you can actually download instead of stream ps3 games on playstation now it's like all these different things they could potentially do and we're just not seeing any of it where it's like with microsoft and xbox we're seeing the complete opposite yeah dude playstation now could be an absolute competitor to game pass you don't even if they did it right yeah and it's like you don't even necessarily need to put on all the first party games day one but you could do better with what we have like it's like Dude, they could they could literally do exactly what game uh, xbox is doing where like hey playstation plus is like 10 bucks a month uh and playstation now is place is ten dollars a month but we could do playstation plus ultimate pass that is 15 dollars a month and it comes with both yeah so you literally could just play as much game or uh, uh literally almost called it game pass uh playstation now as you want for like five bucks a month instead of 10 bucks and i would buy that yeah it would make more sense and there's yeah but we'll see what happens it's just it's annoying when they don't give us everything at once and they're just choosing yeah. what to tell us and if this is all of it, then it's just vastly disappointing at the same time. Yeah, if if they have no plans to make these games playable on in the future on other services, then yeah, it's just all bad news right now. Yeah, because otherwise, really, 
your PS5, PS4, and that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Have fun. <laughs> and it's just wait. You want to play PS3 games? Oh, oh, that doesn't exist on on physical versions anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Ryan. Jim Ryan's like, hey, screw your old games. I don't care. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, that's really that. I mean, honestly, if we wanted to, we could probably just keep complaining about it and just other yeah. what ifs, but it's like not going to give us any answers at the same time. So there's not yeah, really for sure. much else to say on it. Uh, but moving forward, uh, CD Projekt Red, multiple things to say, actually, this week about them. And, you know, James, uh, I forget. Did you ever buy uh, Cyberpunk? Actually, no. Uh, at <laughs> this point, I am still waiting for the next gen or the PS5 version to come out. Gotcha. I still, I have the physical copy, the PS4 copy. It's still wrapped. And also I'm waiting just for that free PS5 update. Once that free PS5 update yeah. comes in, I'll open it, check it out. But otherwise I'm, I'm actually content waiting. Like, I think it's just because everything else I got. Yeah. So I'm not really worried. I'm not, I don't think about it like everyone else did when they initially started this, but uh, jumping into all their news. So first off, uh, Digital Escapes is a Canadian studio. And they're being acquired now by CD Projekt Red. And they're in uh, Vancouver. So what the hell... What, what, I was going to say, what the hell is going to happen? Um, <laughs> the They're going to be called now CD Projekt Red Vancouver. And uh, they're going to join the current teams, which is, of course, uh, right now the three teams are, I believe, all in Poland. Uh, Warsaw, Krakow, and Rocklaw. Rocklaw? Rocklaw. Rocklaw. I don't know how to say it, I guess. I'm sorry. Uh, but... Uh, this is a quote from uh, Pyle Zaldi, the head of production at um, CD Projekt Red. We believe that the hugely talented Digital Escapes crew is the perfect foundation upon uh, which to build a wider CD Projekt Red Vancouver team. Uh, this is a great opportunity for Canadian developers to get involved with CD Projekt Red's incredible IP and for CD Projekt Red to tap into Canada's deep talent pool and game-making craft. Honestly, that makes perfect sense. Like, Canada, honestly, is always, like, there's a lot you can get from there. There's a lot you can do with the Canadian devs. Uh, You know, a lot of them work at, like, Bioware and other stuff. I honestly don't know. I always forget sometimes where all, what studios are there. Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah, so there's there's a lot you can utilize there. And CD Projekt Red doing that, and then, of course, acquiring a whole team of people that can also hire more people will probably help a lot with what they currently have on their plates, especially with what's going on right now. Yeah, they mentioned that they're going to try to make the next Witcher in the next Cyberpunk game at the same time. And pretty much everyone's like, okay, I hope you know what you're doing. Which, uh, speaking of, so that's like, yeah, there's multiple things here. So that's one of them is like uh, their plan right now is to, yeah, Witcher, Cyberpunk starting 2022. So right now this year is finishing up this current thing and trying to figure the hell out of that. But um, 2022, they are going to be working on them simultaneously, which now with four teams seems actually, you know, a little bit more plausible, especially Could be doable. if they're growing still. And uh, let me double check. Wait, no, this is a YouTube video. I don't want to watch it. Uh, I was trying to check the source. <laughs> uh, but here's a quote from uh, Paolo Zidani again. Uh, we want to be sure that we can work with two global brands at the same time while ensuring top quality of our products. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, we emphasize technological uh, advancements and we want to set up versatile teams which combine various specializations and competencies. These teams will be further assisted by a cross-projects group of experts who, owing to their expertise, uh, expertise can contribute to key aspects of development. 
all these changes aim to enable us to work on multiple AAA games and expansions in parallel starting in 2022. So, uh. yeah. And then uh, <laughs> there's uh, some Witcher 3 news, James. Uh, there's next-gen updates coming in the second half of 2021 form. So we're going to get uh, the, like, you know, uh, PS5 and yeah. Xbox series enhancements for those, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, I've actually been looking forward to that because I, I want to use that as an excuse to actually play the DLC that I never played before. I'm tempted to... I'm like, I don't know if there's really cool mods on PC because I was considering... Because I do want to eventually oh, play yeah, the first huh. two, on which are on PC. Uh, but it depends how the mods are. If not, I'll just play the PS5 version and just kind of do some different choices. Really, it's just like, <laughs> do I choose Yen? Because I already chose Triss. I'm like, do I choose Yen for this time? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's like the big difference there, but I really do want to play it again because it was just like I said, it's one of my it's one of my games of the generation that we'll eventually talk about. But it, it was just really cool. And uh, another piece, sorry, this is like like I said, there's a bunch of cyberpunk news, and I know we went over the time for this one. Uh, I expected so for this, but uh, the multiplayer. Remember the multiplayer? Yeah, I vaguely remember them talking about there. There might be. I couldn't tell if it was co-op or just like a multiplayer, like a PVP mode for Cyberpunk. But I honestly forgot that that was going to be a thing. Because I, I only ever thought of it as like a single player RPG like The Witcher. So they said for this multiplayer, um, before it was like delayed. It's like we're not going to see it until like 2022. Now it's like, you know, it could be potentially canceled. Uh, but we're not too sure yet. So. Yeah. Uh, the Adam Kaczynski, uh, the president of CD says, uh, the studio was adjusting its strategy around online experiences in its games, saying it was focusing on bringing online into all of its franchises one day and working on an online technology that can be integrated into all games. I uh, said so that means a change of some sort of how Cyberpunk 27's playing multiplayer mode might be implemented. Uh, quote, uh, previously we put, we hinted that our next, uh, AAA uh, would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game, but we have decided to reconsider this plan given our new more systematic or systemic and agile approach instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience or game we are focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day, quote, end quote. Um, so it doesn't really tell us anything at the same time. It's like, so are you saying... We're not getting the multiplayer. You're saying like you don't want to do this just a standalone yeah. multiplayer, or is it going to be attached to something? Like, what's what is that? What does that mean? I don't. I mean, maybe I'm just like looking too much into it, but it it to me it sounds like they're trying to admit without specifically saying it that hey, we maybe bit off more than we can chew with Cyberpunk, and maybe trying to put a, a multiplayer into the game that like has so many problems already maybe isn't the best idea if we can't get the game itself running per, uh, perfectly smooth in the first place. Yeah. So I guess uh wait and see, right? <laughs> I feel like the right. first thing we're going to yeah. get is it's like is it even is it completely fixed yet for PS4 and Xbox One? They just put out like a the huge 1.2 update uh and I heard it it fixes a lot of things, but it doesn't like make it the game everyone was expecting also supposedly i've been 
there IGN put up a video the other day about how it also introduces like a bunch of new bugs, like random posters just displaying the wrong image. Like instead of the poster uh, showing what it's supposed to, it'll show like a car dashboard or whatever. Um, and you know, uh, some people will like notice their guns won't appear in their hands and stuff like that. So clearly it's still not running perfectly. Um, but the, uh, and even like the, one of the major things that they tried to fix was like, oh, we tried to make cops make more sense or whatever. So they don't just like spawn right behind you when shit happens. They'll spawn like down the street. So it doesn't seem like they're just appearing out of nowhere, but it still doesn't like feel like a realistic, like the police actually have to leave a station, drive to you. You see them flying in in their like flying cars and stuff like that. I don't know. It it just, it sounds like there's still a lot of work to be done. And I cannot say personally because I, I still have not played it at all, but uh, Greg Miller described it as like, you know, the, his problems with cyberpunk were that it it was just fundamentally not the game that they sold us on of like this living breathing world so he doesn't think that minor bug fixes and stuff like that are going to fix the game for everyone because it's it's not so much the bugs that were the problem the bugs were just frustrating it's that like the game itself is just an okay rpg which people were not expecting from the makers of witcher 3 yeah yeah we'll see we'll see it's just yeah, yeah it's maybe by the time the uh, next gen version comes out if it's running fine i'll get it and be like whoa this is amazing i don't know what everyone's talking about you know what's funny what if we get it it's everything's fixed on the past gen consoles and then we finally get it on ps5 and the series consoles and then it's all the it's same all bugs and it's all broken all over and it's like huh <laughs> That would be so bad. That would be so. That would be ridiculous. But you know, whatever. I got. I got a backlog to get through anyway, so I can wait. Right. I, I think that's waiting. one of the reasons why I'm not like super freaked out about like Cyberpunk not being released on PS5 until like maybe the second half of the year is like, cool. I could finish the last ten hours of Persona finally. Exactly. Like I <laughs> just got the freaking 2019 for my PlayStation backlog, so I'm good for now. It's okay. Uh, final piece of news, James. And what a. Uh, turn of events that no one saw i it was like what so of course we knew you know playstation has crossed an official line here that no one's done yet and it's done a multi-platform exclusive game we haven't seen that from xbox which yeah uh, everything about this story just makes me go like how is this possible yeah so (laughs) they you know playstation has and will be the show 2021 and yeah they have it developed in-house by sony san diego and it's been a first party exclusive and first party oh, developed this whole time. So they don't and even just I thought that they were just the producers. No, they the they develop and publish it. Uh what they're dealing with crazy uh, MLB. And of course, this is the first year. It's coming to Xbox uh consoles now, which makes sense, honestly. It's one yeah. I think I believe MLB is forcing Sony to do it. Like it was actually yeah. done by force, but uh, it's still, you know, Sony has crossed the, they're the first ones to cross the line, giving a game that's going to be on both platforms, uh, that's developed in house. That's never happened before. And yeah, it's, o- it's only good news for Xbox players. Like finally they can get like an actually good simulation baseball game that like was 
until recently only playable on playstation yeah and it you know it doesn't take anything away from playstation players at all so now though (laughs) (laughs) so they have announced uh that mlb the show 2021 which is coming multi-platform developed developed and published by playstation is coming to xbox game pass day one Yo, I'm actually going to play a sports game for the first time in years because it's going to just be on Game Pass. It's like you just, the brain kind of stops, the, the cogs stop turning and you're just kind of really confused what's, with, what's, what, what is going on exactly. What, yeah, what happened this here? This has to be a thing that like MLB has 100% of the say of like how this game is sold or something like that because there's no way that Sony was like, yeah, let's ask Xbox if we could put our exclusive, typically exclusive game on their service for yeah. like almost free. Well, no, 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 no. So they, they mean for free for the users, but for the users, you know That's for I mean. sure there is. So I'm I'm almost positive that Microsoft is basically giving Sony a lot of money, and I think it, it yeah, the most probably. likely outcome here is that MLB basically said, "Hey, you have to do this," because uh, Microsoft probably went nudge nudge. Hey, you know, it'd be really cool. And it'll be like, yeah, we'd love to get people free games. Uh, <laughs> I can almost see that like the, the pitch meeting was like, hey, you you know that you would get a lot of new users on Xbox because like there's Xbox users have not been able to play this game previously. But what if you could get even more users by just putting your game on Game Pass and we'll pay you for like however many people play your game? Yeah, because that's that is how Game Pass works. It's like they they seem to pay the game developers depending on what games people choose to play with using their subscription service so yeah if they get like way like millions and millions of people like me who have literally not played a sports game in years to play their game on game pass specifically just because like i already have access to it that could only possibly make a shit ton of money for mlb and sony yeah and you know, this game is probably it's I'm pretty sure it's seventy dollars on PS5 and series uh-huh. I'm assuming Series X too. Um probably if you just bought it straight up. Yeah. And uh, they so th- this is also I think it's only there for six months. So I think it's a six month deal. It'll be on there for it's not permanent, of course. But it's just interesting because, I mean, obviously not everyone has, most people don't have both, obviously. and But also this no, works if you Especially have, not right now. You have an just because Xbox- the yeah. scalpers are still a problem. And you, you still have, you know, Xbox One players can play this too now with Game Pass. So a lot of people still have Xbox Ones. And it's all cross-play. Cross so PS5, mm-hmm. Series X, people can play with each other. And, oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah, whoa. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been interested in sports games. Uh, I mean, I used to when I was younger, but I've kind of never really had interest in returning to them. And every now and again, I always think maybe I'll play like the MLB the show on my Vita or something one day. Like it just seems like right. high quality and stuff. And now you can play it for free on Game Pass uh, for probably six months or something. And it's still like I, I have a prediction uh, that I have a theory. So I think, of course, you know, I think April's uh, PlayStation Plus game, you know, we're getting we've been getting um ps4 games and then one ps5 game right every month pretty much yeah you know ps5s this month is going to be Oddworld soulstorm mm-hmm. which is actually a pretty big one they, they're actually playstation plus has been on fire since ps5 has come out like it's actually been on it's they've been every single big game that's come out on ps5 has been on playstation plus 
Yeah, I find it really weird that one of the PlayStation Plus games this month is also Days Gone, which is like already part of the PlayStation Plus collection. So PS5 users already have that anyway. Don't tell people that, James. I mean, I guess it's for the PS4. <laughs> yeah, the people. PS4 players still can. Yeah, because they don't get the PS Plus collection. It's only yeah, PS5 no. players. <laughs> but yeah. I think, I'm guessing, May is going to. Because also look at it this way. You know, this game doesn't come out until April 21st. And it is, you can't make a April PlayStation Plus game, a game that's not even out yet. I bet you that this will be a May PlayStation Plus game. So you don't even have to pay for Game Pass. It's just like PlayStation Plus, you got it. I bet you anything it's going to do, they're going to do that and they're going to announce that and that's going to be a big deal too. That would be very interesting. Yeah, because then it's the year where no one had to to play baseball. (laughs) but it it only makes sense it's the only answer they can give if they do that it makes sense because it's like you know everyone's giving sony shit for this i'm sure and everyone's saying i'm gonna go play on uh game pass now uh and there's all these people on xbox that are basically and i potentially playstation that are saying they're basically canceling their pre-orders and it's actually kind of weird because why would you like if you have any xbox at all why would you spend 70 dollars to play the game on playstation Unless they do some really interesting shit with the controller, I don't know. Like, I think why would you spend seventy bucks? Yeah, when you could spend fifteen and play it on uh, Xbox. I, I think it's hilarious though at the same time because I don't know if this is gonna you know might get some more Game Pass subscriptions, but also I just feel like you know you're at the Microsoft Store and you're looking at this, the numbers and like good news, what we've lost all these pre-orders. <laughs> it's like what? oh yeah, so that is probably very interesting. I'm sure to watch that happen um and potentially like you know retail places all of a sudden going like hey guess what you're all of a sudden all these pre-orders are just dying left and right majority on xbox and probably some on playstation too if they have both so that's just probably appalling to see and because the the show makes so much money every year and you know they usually announce what halfway through the the month well so i'm i'm pretty sure right when it gets put out because honestly you know people will still buy it and um if i was sony i don't know it's like would if i was sony would i tell them before the release so people cancel the pre-orders or would i tell them after they buy it <sighs> that's kind of a uh, rock in a hard place i i think the best option would be to tell people before it comes out just just so that they don't burn those people they're like what the fuck i gave you 70 dollars and i didn't need to that's like you know they kind of did that to me where it was like hey buy pre-order buy the deluxe edition of right. detroit become uh, human and you get beyond yeah. two souls and then i was like okay and then they just did that like the next month here playstation plus and i was fucking fuck jason okay here we go uh march 31st was the announcement of the playstation plus april games Huh. So the day before, I mean, honestly, wow. not the day before, because okay. uh, the first, you know, that doesn't go into effect until April 6th. Huh. So okay. um, that was a week, basically one week prior. So they might do that again, which means uh, if that would be the case, that means they're doing it after the show comes out. But we'll see. But still crazy news either way. Personally, James, I don't think that does anything to me because I... I'm like, cool, I can play this game. And I'm like, if I went if I went right now and finished my backlogs and went to Game Pass, I don't think I'd still just be like, hey, I'm going to go play and do the show because it's free. I'd be like, well, now I can finally just go play my Game Pass games. So I don't know which one I'm going to play first. I don't think it's going to be baseball, to be honest. But 
No, it's one of those things where like I would just play a game every once in a while just to like unwind or whatever, something not super stressful. Yeah. And then, yeah, pretty much. Cuz all I honestly all I want to do is I just want to go to a Giants game. That's all I want to do. I just want to go to an actual right. Giants game. But all right, that's that's all the news, dude. We look at that. It is an hour and 31 minutes and with dude, all that news we sounds, were able to time that. I, I know this sounds really stupid, but I think there would be a really cool VR like mode for MLV the show where like you don't even fucking play the game it just plays like an like an auto game between two uh teams and you're just like the VR thing is just you sitting in the sand somewhere so you can just pretend you're actually at a game oh my god that'd be crazy <laughs> honestly i think also the i'll be honest dude i feel like MLB either 2022 or 2023 you're going to see PSVR2 um implementation in that so that's going to be a, a that would be super i feel cool. like that's going to be an advantage they're going to take so you're going to still have a multi-platform game potentially who knows if the new version the next like versions will be on game pass and playstation plus but uh that'll probably be an upper hand because you're going to actually be swinging dude to play yeah, baseball like if you could actually play as the players i i mean yeah that'd be super interesting. i bet you anything also it's like i, I bet may playstation plus uh, MLB The Show 2021. I bet you for PSVR 2, future MLB The Show games will have that implementation. So now you have a guaranteed annual released PlayStation uh, first party game on there each year. There you go. That'd be cool. Yeah. But with that said, dude, that is uh, all of our news today. And I think yeah, next... we kept it pretty tight this time. For two weeks worth of news, dude. Two weeks yeah, worth. not bad. Um, so we're going to start we only went over time, like a couple times, which we knew we were going to do that for the big ones. Like yeah, I should have actually should have said, uh, set a bigger timer for those ones. I just forgot to, well, I, for the DC one, I was like, okay, let's set it to 10 minutes. And we ended up going like 10 minutes over that. So eh. yeah, but yeah. Even with that, we're still like an hour and a half just about. So we're going to, we're going to continue with the structure and just try it out. Um, we're going to divide the time, not necessarily by the like hour and a half necessarily. Like I, this was a week where yeah. we did two weeks. So hopefully, you know, the, we're not going to go into yeah. crazy weeks we, again. If we had done it within an hour, like we, we're going to try to do for like now on, maybe we'll think about it. Like this, w- we would have had like two minutes for every story and it would have been <laughs> a little fast paced. Yeah. So the plan now is with this new format we're going to try out. Um, it's going to be timed. So James or myself, uh, so far James did a good job with this. So I might just make him do it every time. <laughs> give you more work. Uh, well, you're gonna. T- I can help. We're gonna give a timer, and we're going to time each uh, news piece. We're gonna basically see how many topics we're gonna cover of news, and then we're gonna break that down into segment like time segments. We're gonna be like, okay, four to five minutes for this or whatever, and then we'll have time then potentially then also to talk about what we've been playing and watching, but also make sure we don't go overboard in time either. So we basically have like hour and a half max episodes potentially even shorter depending on what happens i know we always you know we switch up the format every now and again we say we're gonna do one thing we do another and it just switches completely but uh we're just gonna try and see how this one goes to see you know if people appreciate more structured time and you know a shorter time but we'll we'll see how it goes us rambling a little bit less (laughs) yeah uh you know you know uh, i've had feedback from like other people that i just know personally that have listened to a few episodes so if anyone ever does have true feedback, you listen to this and you're like, you know, maybe it is too sh- long, too short, whatever. Like, just write into us. Like, uh, like yeah. I said, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. You can check it out. 
but it's as, exactly as it sounds. Like, look at the title of the podcast on any platform and just add at gmail.com to it. And you can email us with your feedback, positive, negative, um, any comments on it. You can also send us in questions so we can still read on the show. We'll have time for that if you ever send one. For sure. Uh, and if you're the first question we answer on the show, I'll send you a copy of Minute Ultra that is a Steam PC game uh, that I did sound design for. But of course, uh, you can also find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Sutra Side Talk and the various podcast platforms it's on. And you can check it all out there. But of course, uh, give us a like, follow, subscription, whatever it is to help us out. And uh, if you see us on Twitter, tweet something, retweet us. If it's on Instagram, uh, take our post and put it on your story. That always helps us out. And if we see that, you know, we'll retweet you. We'll uh, add that to our story. We'll be like, oh, check it out. Uh, this person's yeah. talking about us. Whoa. Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much been the show. And of course, James, uh, they could find you at Invader Jim 124 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they could find me at GoGoComzilla on Twitter. But we'll catch you next week with episode 94 and another crazy 90s theme named like this week. Uh, it should say uh, release the Doubtfire cut. <laughs> Just uh, Doubtfire <laughs> yeah. came out in 92 or sorry, 93. But also there's been weird talk about like a R-rated Doubtfire. So it's pretty funny. Um, we'll see what happens for 94. But we're going to continue down the 90s here. And until next week, uh, have a great time, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>